Welcome to Jets Rewind. I'm Marty Shupak from Valley Cottage, New York. I'm joined by Ralph Sheragat in Belmont, Mass. Ray Clifford, who is out in uh, Marysville, Ohio, will be joining us momentarily. So, Ralph, anything happened the last couple of days? No, actually, I, I haven't heard anything. Is uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Did Brees Hall win any more awards or anything? <laughs> well, look, we're being cute, but obviously it's been all over the news that uh, Elijah Moore, and I guess it, it's part of it's old news that at first they they said he missed practice because of uh, personal issues, then uh, and then he he actually had responded to Rich Samini's tweet where he said the most telling stat was he wasn't targeted at all. Actually, he was targeted once. I think there was yeah. a penalty. And I don't know why, Ralph, the fans are blaming Rich Samini, which I don't understand. They're calling him like an, an instigator, an antagonist or something. Really? Wow. This would have happened whether he was there uh, or not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Rich Samini's, but it's not his fault. Obviously. No, no, I am a fan. But nevertheless, Elijah Moore requested a trade. He Subsequently, he is not making the trip to Denver. And Robert Sal and the Jets announced that he's going to, they're giving him a day off or whatever to kind of cool down and, and refocus. And it looks like the Jets have been listening to Ralph Sharega because Denzel Mint is going to be activated for the game. Yeah, and he's going to see time because it's the X uh, position. He knows that. And uh, what this is, is this is, this what is, is what, the, Ralph? What is the X position? That's uh, what his position is. <laughs> <laughs> and Z is uh, Z is Mister uh, Corey Davis. And uh, hey, you know, doing the X. But what hey, I was going to say was I was going to say was Joe Douglas. Was smartly didn't trade Mims. I never wanted to for a fourth or a fifth, like these people were saying, get rid of him because this is football, and usually it's an injury. And this is why they're not going to trade Elijah Moore either, because it's a long season and he'll get another shot eventually. I happen to think they will trade Elijah Moore. I I think, and I thought about it. I didn't think they mm. would, but I I think this is one of the most selfish acts I've ever seen. And I want to ask Ray. <clears throat> what do you think is worse? You think it's worse if a guy complains or demands a trade when they're one in uh, one in five or four and two? Uh, I don't. I, I don't look at what our record is. I look at what they're doing. I mean, Elijah Moore is upset, and I I, I understand his his case more than I did Mims. Uh, Mims just wasn't being played and wanted out, which I get a high draft pick on both of them. Um, so uh oh, this is starting to freeze up again. Ray's, Ray's breaking up, but I'm not. So I'll yeah, take no, over. Okay. So we'll take over and we'll see if Ray can get back on, but um, stop action. Ray's like, right. And stop. Yeah. Action. Ray's frozen. <laughs> uh, you're, and you're frozen on my end. Oh, Ray. Oh boy. All right. We'll Did you going. pay your cable bill, Ray? Yeah. Well, me, really, but we'll see how we do, but uh, go ahead, Ray. So, well, let me ask you this. Uh, let's assume that um, for, for a second. I, I just think it's selfish. I think it, it, they win three games in a row, okay? Um, it, part of me says what's he, what he's saying is, 
I can't stand Mike LaFleur and I can't stand Zach Wilson. He's a terrible quarterback. Get me out of here. I, I, for what I heard, he had a blow up with Mike LaFleur. Okay. That just came out a little bit. And just so you know, just a little update. I know I'm giving you guys a lot of things. It just crossed the wire that uh, Sunday, Russell Wilson will be a game time decision. He'll play. According to Hackett. But um, Ray, I, I, to me, it's like he's throwing Zach Wilson under the bus. And I, I want you to give me your thoughts again. And then I want to see what do you think the value would be if they did trade Elijah Moore? Well, first, I didn't, all I heard was that he was, you know, being held out of practice. And, and that was, I didn't hear about any, any uh, statements throwing anybody under the bus, but, you know, I've, had some other issues going on. So I haven't been keeping up on a lot of that, but right. No uh, excuse, Ray. No excuse. But now, Ralph, 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 I, when I tell you, when he tells us after the, uh, you'll, this is a good excuse. Take okay. It from I'm me. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead. I know. As go far ahead, as Ralph. value, I think he, he's far more valuable than Mims because he's shown that he, he has uh, the ability to make plays. Um, and so I think his trade value is way higher than Mims. Because uh, Mims has basically been a bit of a disaster every time he's been on the field. He hasn't really shown a lot of a lot of the potential that we saw when they drafted him. Uh, Moore has shown it all the time. He's frustrated, and I get that. But you know, I think the problem was he went public with it. I mean, if he'd have just kept it in house, I don't think we'd be having these the issues we are having now. Did he actually? Say something throwing Zach under the bus, or is this just something you heard? No, this is Marty Schupack's theory. Oh. <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, what is he? What, why would you complain though if you win three games in a row? Zach Wilson only completed 10 passes, the running game was going like a, a German tank downhill. What's there to complain about? I mean, you could complain well, that. If you want to complain that the Jets are winning with a great defense and the offense is a boring 1960 offense, go ahead and complain about that. But do you want to win or do you want to, you know, get traded to uh, Carolina and have 85 catches and go two and 15? Well, he probably wants to do that. Yeah. That'll get he him probably prefers team. that, you know, but, I mean, there are selfish guys in this league who care about their stats. Well, they, they care about their stats because they all want that second contract, and after that, maybe a third contract. I don't Which think I, he's. I don't think he's as selfish about his stats that he wants to be the only guy or anything. I think he just wants to feel more involved. I think his only problem was, you know, taking it public. But uh, look, we've we sat here and griped ourselves at what's going on. Why isn't Elijah Moore right. so? It's not like. He's the only one that thinks this. I mean, yeah, but whose fault is it? We don't know. It might be partially his fault. We all, I've heard you guys say all the time, why you're texting, why can't Elijah Moore get any separation? You know, uh, I've heard both of you say right. that. Right. And I did. I texted him last week with Moore and, mm-hmm. and Garrett Wilson. Now, Garrett Wilson had Alexander was blanketing him. He's a really good defensive back. But, um, but uh, here's a question for you, Ralph. Are they using him wrong? too much at wide receiver and too little in the slot. Well, I think the problem, and we, we talk about who's the main culprit in this, this passing game issue. You know, I, I don't, I don't think 
their jets have loosened up these uh, these defensive backs enough. They don't they, they don't take any shots downfield, and I think I think the Green Bay was totally selling out on short and medium stuff. And the proof was when they finally had Corey Davis do a double move. That guy bid on that like there was no tomorrow. And you know you take a few shots, even if you're incomplete, you gotta you gotta keep them honest. I think Lafleur is too obsessed with Zach Wilson not throwing an interception. And as a result, he's he's the the offense is just stagnant. The passing offense. Ray, if I said to you uh, again a Marty Shupak theory, right now in the NFL, there are two templates when you draft a quarterback. One template is you sit for a year, uh, like um, Pat Mahomes did. Aaron Rodgers, three years. Uh, he sat one year, and the, and the other template is the uh, Josh, what's his name? Allen? Allen. Template of three. Josh Allen. Josh Allen played immediately. Aaron Rodgers sat three years. Brady sat a year. But most guys, high but, draft picks start. But, but Ray, is that the yeah. two yeah. templates we're looking at now? One, you yeah. put one guy in and it's a three-year process. Another guy, And another template is you sit for a year behind a veteran, then you come in? Uh, I think oh. the, the I think it's either you're starting right away or you might sit a year, but the three-year thing's pretty rare now, but um, uh, but you get Mahomes. Well, well, well wait, 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 wait. When I say three years, I'm saying you start right away, but, but you have three years. So. The maturation yeah. process is three years. So if you look at uh, Josh Allen's rookie year, he was as bad as Zach Wilson. The second year he was a little better. And, you know, then the third year he was terrific. Yeah. Well, that's the maturation yeah. process you hope for. Yeah, I think that's uh, – yeah, well, I don't think anybody expects somebody to step in and, you know, tear it up. Right. And, you know, like a Joe Burrow did or anything. But I, I think teams know that going into. So that's – yeah, that, that it's, it's either that or once in a while you get the old school guy who will let him sit for a year, which I'm I'm a fan of. I don't – I don't like them throwing them right in. I, I think that I think that stunted whatever growth Sam Darnold might have had. I think it got stunted with throwing him in that garbage bin we we had for an offensive line and offense then. And I don't think we helped Zach out a whole lot last year. But part of that was on Zach too. So um, I, I I I like him to sit. I like him to sit at least part of the first year, if not the whole first year. Right. Now, now, part of that also is the state of the team, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, because there's always pressure. But, Ralph, I want to also say, you know, with this three-year uh, process, we still don't know if Zach Wilson is the QB we expect. We still don't know for sure. I think it's trending in the right direction right now. But... I think you have a point that LaFleur has, you know, some iron gloves on him about what he wants him to do, what's he, what he is allowing him to do. Now, it's come to light in all these stats, next-gen stats and, and PFF, that Zach Wilson's uh, completion percentage is a lot better when he gets rid of the ball quicker and when he has a clean pocket 
than when he's holding the ball, which he holds. Both quarterback ball. wouldn't have stats. That's like what that. I was going to yeah. say. I think that's it's ridiculous. That, yeah. yeah, I think that's the same stat for everyone. No, no I wouldn't say it's the same. I mean, yeah, everybody's everybody's worse, but his are really bad. I mean, he's I mean, he's gone from one. He goes from one extreme to the other. When it's a clean pocket, he's like the second best passer in the league. When it's a when it's a pressure pocket, he's the, almost the worst passer in the league. And yeah, worse. But he doesn't he doesn't seem to handle pressure at this point really well at all. Right. Though I though think a big change. Though uh, Ralph in the Pittsburgh game, he carried that team in the fourth quarter. He did. Um, you know, you watch him on Sunday last Sunday. And yet he looks like the game is too fast for him when the pressure happens. But, and I think to a degree it is, but I also think to a degree there probably weren't guys open and he's probably being told not to throw downfield. I just heard LaFleur's press conference, you know, quarterbacks are not running up the ridiculous numbers that they used to when Brady and Manning and, and Breeze would get 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards every year. Things are changing. Teams are playing more conservatively. And he claims, LaFleur, that they're not taking as, no team is taking as many shots down the field. But the fact remains that teams are, and there are still long plays. I see them every day. Uh, I watch games, you know, highlights. And the Jets don't have any. It's just, you know, that one broken play in Cleveland. That's about it. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know what the problem is, but. Uh, I have to put a lot of that on the floor because I see other teams completing, going deep for more often and completing them more often. Ray, how about you? I know uh, Ray, like I always say, Ray never met an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right. But uh, you put I, a lot of blame on the floor. I think I, pro I probably put too much blame on him. I admit that, that I'm not a fan of the, the coordinator. The one thing I'll say about Zach under pressure is he seems to be a lot more, oh, a lot less accurate than than when he's not and I don't mean just off by a little it seems like when he's under pressure is when he's like short hopping what should be easy throws and that's that's the part that I think has to get better for him but before I, I think it's I, I just don't understand sometimes when he takes a chance or doesn't take a chance it just doesn't it doesn't like I said in the last game we had we had one yard and he did a 20 yard out pass and then we ended up i think trying a field goal or hunting i think it was the time we tried the field goal that he missed when we had Brees hall running well i was like one of the few times i would have said run it up the middle twice Brees hall will get a yard and we'll get a first down and basically we'd have been in better shape than when we kicked it and missed it because we got the ball from where he where he kicks it and we you know we'd have been in the same you know same spot so i i just don't i don't i want to see him take some shots down the field i agree with that part totally i mean you got to loosen up the defense and nobody's fearing that but i don't know that it's always just before i think it's no uh, I, I totally agree with you but marty one of your pet peeves is that he doesn't run screens he finally ran with the cj Ozama, and it was an excellent yeah. play yeah. and like you know this sunday what are the the Vegas odds on the first jet play being a run up the middle for one yard? I mean, <laughs> I, I want to play action or play action or, you know, just, yeah. I, I mean, it's, he's, his, you know, he runs a couple of nice trick plays and they work, but, but then he just lapses back in this predictable pattern all the time. And uh, right. Right. And, and what I, uh, by the way, uh, jets rewind plus will be on tomorrow morning. If you want to, 
tune in, or you have to go to Shoe Pack Sports, S E H U P A K Sports.com. But interestingly, about um, Denver, as good as they play 3 4, as good as their linebackers are, and I guess they have Chubb, who plays the edge, but is yeah. linebacker. One of their weakest stats is on pass coverage, the two outside linebackers. And it's interesting, Ralph, that you said that about the screen pass, because I think that's what they have to do this Sunday. There's no doubt in my mind, Ray, would you think that Denver's going to play up in the box, seeing how their running game is going, forcing Zach Wilson to put it up in the air? What's your feeling? If I was a defensive coordinator, I would say, yeah, Brees Hall, we're going to stop Brees Hall. We're going to take him away and we're going to try and get them into third and more than five yards and see if Zach can do anything. And until he proves he can, I, I, that would be my whole scheme. And, and let's see if he can, you know, let's see well, if he can make some play. Well, I, I mean, you talk about taking away the run. That's where it w- wouldn't it be nice to get some screen passes to Brees yeah. Hall, get him in space? Right. Oh, my God, that guy is incredible in space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, some bubbles to uh, to Barrios. Every time that guy touches the ball, something good happens. Well, <laughs> yeah, Ralph, I did a lot of reading today on the Internet and going back to uh, some of the Jet Beat writers and the Elijah Moore thing. Um, Denzel Mims is going to be activated. And... Who else do you think they mentioned getting more repetitions? Or my friend Jeff Smith. But yeah. I, and I, I don't th- understand that, why it's not Barrios. Barrios has been so productive. I think Barrios, Barrios on, will too. He will Barrios too. on special teams has gone so, so under the radar, people don't realize. You know, he returns punts 15, 18 yards. They just take Yeah, he gets positive uh, plays every time he touches the ball, it seems like. Uh, um I think, you know, I, I think this might be a blessing in disguise, the uh, Elijah Moore thing, because I, I disagree with you, Ray. I, I think Mims has more upside than Elijah Moore. I like Elijah Moore, but I feel like they're, the Jets, three out of their top four receivers are short. And I think some way they're getting lost out there. And Denzel Mims, like uh, Corey Davis, he throws to Corey Davis. I think part of the reason that he's so easy to spot and Denzel Mims has a phenomenal catch radius, and I don't think he's done nothing. I think he has produced over the last few years. It's been erratic, but I think you can see the talent is there. Uh, Ralph, I, I don't think Ray and I question talent. I, give me your honest opinion. From what you little you've seen of Denzel Mims, what do you think his football IQ is? I don't know how to rate a football IQ. I just know that when he's out there, he makes plays. But Ralph, uh, you see, he doesn't line up sometimes. sometimes. Line of scrimmage. How many times? How many times does that happen? It happens, right? but 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 he's not. He doesn't have. Marty, we got no choice now. We got to play him. All you right? have to play him. All right, I we'll agree. see what he's got. We'll I, see. I, we'll I, see if he's grown up a little. All right. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that he has more upside than than Elijah Moore. I'm ready to tell you this. He probably has a better catch radius. Yeah, well, that's going out on a limb. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, right. <laughs> he's, he's twice as tall. Yeah. Hey, you want to you want to respond to him? Well, I just I, I I've seen flashes of what Mims can do, but I don't see any consistency in it. It's and yeah, I I think I, I think there's potential there. We we saw. It. I don't know why it. He hasn't ever been used consistently. That's one of the problems. He's been hurt. 
or they don't, or he's in the doghouse. But the thing about Elijah Moore, I loved him coming out of college. And one of the things that really jumped out was the way after the catch, he would make guys miss and break ankles. I haven't seen a lot of that with the Jets. I've been a little disappointed in that regard. I think he's good, but I don't think he he's lived up to what I've expected so far. No, either. I think, Ralph, I think, I think everybody agrees with that. Absolutely. But I think a lot of that is that we're using Berrios for a lot of things that could have been more. I think Berrios is getting a lot of the plays that more would have been doing the same type of things. And I, I don't have a problem with that because Berrios is effective at it. And if the guy's that good at it, why shouldn't we use him? But I think that's part of what you're, you're, you know, if Berrios had left in free agency, I think we'd be seeing a lot more of Elijah Moore doing those things. You know, Boober Esiason, uh, who I listened to, he's very good. He always tells a story that he says as a quarterback, whenever he would throw, he's, his whole career, after he threw an incompletion, there was never a play when every other receiver came in the huddle and said, man, I was wide open. Look, I watched Tom Brady for 20 years, and even he would throw into tight coverage and there would be guys wide open occasionally. These, these guys can't process everything exactly right all the time. But when you do throw it, make it accurate. If the guy's in tight coverage, right, that's the right. thing. And again, um, last week, and I said this on the podcast, you look at Aaron Rodgers, I thought the stump was going to be a problem. When he threw that ball down the left sideline, that was a questionable catch. That was like a dime. It was a great, it was a great pass, but I don't think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was that great last weekend. No, no, he yeah, wasn't. He yeah. wasn't. And, and I just want to point out, too, the Jet defense is playing great. Um, and by the way, Ralph, PFF readjusted their grades on. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know how it's so ridiculous. It just well, proves the, to you how PFF the, is such nonsense. The, the just... ridiculous thing is, uh, Ray, too, is that PFF is a business. They're all under pressure to get these stats out, like first thing Monday morning, and you have to you have to have guys that like audit it, and you have to have other guys that audit the auditor. You know, you can't come out like that, but. You know, at least they lived up to it and they owned it and they said they were 100 percent wrong. Um, but what, was that what, when they ranked uh, what's his name higher than him? Uh, oh, they gave him like a uh, whatever the rank means, yeah. like 50 or something. Now came out today was 80.1 or 81. I don't, I don't pay attention. He was he was the defensive player of the week too. You know well, the, the yes, way they PFF our offensive line for the last two years, you'd think that we were all Pro Bowlers. Like, oh, yeah, well, right. you know, McGovern had this great, and we could never get a third and one. We could never get one yard. Right. Know, who are they watching? Yeah. <laughs> you know, looking back at the Green Bay game, which I, I don't know if uh, people uh, brought it up though. One of the biggest things, if you looked. The Jets did a phenomenal job on first and second down, putting Green Bay in the hole on third downs. Like they, yep. it was like third and eight or third and nine, third and ten. Yeah, their running defense was much better than it was phenomenal. in Miami. Yeah, much better. It, yeah. Was, it was just phenomenal, too. Well, I think uh, what's his name had something to do with that. Quincy Williams, Vinnie Curry came in and made some nice plays. Uh, it, you know, everyone's everyone's contributing on defense. So. They, they were, they were too. You know, Ralph, you mentioned the offensive line. I, I, I put down a question. Yeah, that's um, a good question. When Max Mitchell and George Fan 
Tubbo off the uh, injured reserve. What did the Jets do? Did they make any offensive line moves or did they keep it the same? I want to hear Ray's opinion first. Uh, I think they're going to just wait until that time comes to decide. But um, <clears throat> like with the way they played right now, I, I think I'd believe them both on the sideline and, and uh, just have them there in case. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, skeptical jet fan and that just because we played good recently, you know, we'll, let's see if the wheels come off when we play, you know, Denver, a, a different D a good D up in there, you know, they just got up. I don't think you upset it though, because they've, they seem to have found a, a good place on the line. And, and I don't think they want to mess with that chemistry if it continues. And I would. Yeah. Ralph. I totally agree. I wouldn't touch it at all. And even if they have one bad game, I'd, I'd want to see a few bad games. In a row. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, now it's funny, Marty, that, you know, we have a potential quarterback controversy up here in new England. And I just got to read a quote from my favorite coach's quotes is that Bill Parcells, who said he doesn't think he never thought injuries should guarantee a player a job. If the other guy takes over and he's playing better, it's his job. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and Belichick, I know, believes the same thing because we saw it with Brady and, uh, and Bledsoe. And uh, even though Bledsoe wanted to cash his receipt and expect his job back, he didn't get it back. And, uh, how did that work out? Right, <laughs> you know? right. So what do you say? Who's going to start for the page? I think Zappy's going to start this week. I don't think – I think Chris uh, Jones is – you know, he, he he's probably a game-day decision. I, I think the pressure would be – it would be dangerous if they played Jones and they lost the game. That would really be a problem. I, and I think they're going to run with Zappy until he screws up and the team starts losing. Right, right, right. I, I just also want to mention uh, – <clears throat> We talk about the offensive line. I agree. I, I, if it ain't broken, don't you know? You don't do anything. I mean, um, Lakeland Tomlinson. He's been playing much better than he did the first two games. And Dwayne Brown, to me, I, he's becoming one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's been team, terrific. The way he's out there. And I, I want to ask Ray, a guy like Dwayne Brown, thirty-seven years old. He's playing with a torn rotator. Unbelievable. Yeah. How do you think a guy like that feels when he hears Elijah Moore come out with what he said? I think, you know, I think players understand players, though. I think they know when, you know, he, he's frustrated. And they probably know a lot more than we do from what we see on the outside. I understand Moore being frustrated and everything. I just wish he had just kept it in-house. I, I don't have a problem with him being upset about not getting sure. more. He wants to be a playmaker, but it's never good to come public with it. It just never, it never works out well one way or the other. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see him start doing the Jamal Adams thing. And like Marty, I thought he did and start throwing everybody under the bus to get out. But well, I the, do, you know, the other thing that with him and Mims asking for trades is they immediately put Joe Douglas uh, loses some leverage and makes it less likely that he's going to want to make a trade. So I don't know why they ever do that. Their yeah. agents tell them to do it, I believe, and it's Probably. a stupid strategy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> let me let me go back to the original question. Let's hypothetically, if if they are fielding calls, and you could think of a handful of teams that need receivers, like Green Bay, the New York Giants, that are that are five and one. What do you oh, think? Boys. The Cowboys, as we enter the fourth quarter, what do you think the value is, a fair value, 
um, for Elijah Moore? Or do you think they're just not going to get a fair value back? I, I would say, this is my opinion. My feeling is a fair value would be a 2023 fourth rounder, 2024 second rounder. Ralph? <laughs> wow. I think that's too high. I don't think a team's going to pay that right now. First of all, he just, he hasn't been that great in his career so far. We don't know that he's going to be, how good he's going to be. Uh, but everyone and, was saying they got a first round pick in the second round when he was drafted. You remember that? Right. But, you know, he's, he's, he has some, uh, some game experience now, you know, I mean, there are a ton of guys who get picked in the first round after a year and a half, you know, that they're bad picks. I don't know that he's a bad pick, but we don't know that he's a good pick either at this point. I think, you know, they get a fourth rounder this year for him, and I wouldn't do that trade right fourth now. Fourth rounder? Yeah. I don't know. Ray, what's your opinion? I think we could get higher than a fourth, but I just don't want to get rid of him. I, I think we need to find out, you know, more. But You don't think we can get a second up. for him, do but, you? But, but, I, Ralph, I let me just say this, needs. Ralph. Ralph. He is what he is. He's shown what he's shown. Keep in mind, when you have a player and you have control over them for at least four years, there's value in that too. So you have to put that into the equation. That's why I think a fourth is a little too soft. If you said to me like a third round of yeah, this because he's still on his rookie deal. He's still on his rookie deal. Ray, mm -hmm. what do you think is fair compensation? Uh, I think the best we can hope for is a third, but um... – I still wouldn't give them up. I, I don't. I would not give them up at this point. Um, I think that I, I still think he's got a lot of value, and I I wouldn't give up Mims per se either. I'd, I'd rather see Mims get more of a shot. But if one or the other is going to go, I think it's going to be Mims. I just don't think they're going to. You know. Well, the, you mean before the trade deadline? Not well. Well, yeah. If it was before the trade, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think they're going to trade either. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, and Marty, when I said fourth round, I don't say. I'm not saying that it's fair value. I'm saying that's what the other teams would probably be willing to give up. What did the What did Robbie Anderson get? What did they get for Robbie I Anderson? Know. I didn't hear. Well, it. what they get? What? Let me ask you. What you could say that, but what did they get for Christian McCaffrey? I think they overpaid insanely. I think that was they're they out got, of their mind. Yeah, I, knew, I heard draft picks, but I didn't hear how they high. got a second, third, and fourth with 23, and I think a fifth and 24. I, I personally think they're out of their mind because I think running backs have a short shelf life, but Christian McCaffrey's resume is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. better than uh than, than Elijah Moore. You, you, Elijah Ralph, Ralph, oh, yeah. 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 Ralph, you know but who's he's also got to be on the field. He's right. Yeah. You know who's happy about that trade, Ralph? Debo Samuel. Yeah. That means he doesn't have to carry the ball. Right, Ray? <laughs> well, yeah. unless this guy gets hurt. Until if you look at string pops again. He, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't right. played a whole lot his last couple of years. I think I, they, I, I think they're crazy to that they all. gave up that much. But then look at what they gave up for uh for uh Lance. Uh that team has got they're 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 gonna be in trouble in a couple of years. Yeah. They have destroyed their draft for yeah. but but Ralph, I, I think the fact that when the Rams won the Super Bowl, that, again, that's another template for teams saying, we'll give up the draft. We we know yeah, we have a shot they to think win they're that close, And I think San Fran thinks they're that close. They do. Uh, do you? <laughs> uh, I haven't watched I'm them that sure. closely, to be honest with you. So I, I don't, I mean. I think they're you, closer you with me. Garoppolo than they were with Lance. Yeah, how's, how's, <laughs> how's Jimmy G playing, Ralph? I don't even know. 
Yeah, he's thing. doing his thing. You know, they 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 play uh, try and try and play a ball control uh, game manager game with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know what are they three but, and three now? Yeah, but they're three and three. That's I, it. I think so. Aren't they, Dre? Well, they just lost that last game. That yeah, surprised but, me that they lost. You see, Ralph, I, I just think when you have quality game. players, I think you get surprised at the compensation. I'm not saying they're going to get a second, third, or fourth. I think they could get more than you you would think for a guy like Elijah Moore. I really do. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Look, we're going to close this out before we do. Uh, oh, by the way, Marty, what they received for uh, Robbie Anderson was a sixth and a seventh. Uh, but he's got so much baggage. I he, know. Everywhere he's gone, he's got. Do you remember he had that thing with with them with uh, Elijah Moore's got baggage now too. Yeah, uh, but it's it's different baggage. You know the bag and look. You you think they get a sixth and seventh for Robbie Anderson, who's produced over the years, and and Elijah Moore's going to get you a a third or a second? I don't know. (laughs) I think they will. I think they will. I really do. You might be right. I think they will. They'll they'll say. Hopefully, we don't. What player in college can we get in the second or third round that's good as Elijah Moore? I think that's Mm. what they're going to say. And and, well, maybe third round. I don't know about second at this point. We'll see. All right, quickly. Giants are five and one. Jets are four and two. Ray, which is a bigger surprise to you, the Giants or the Jets? I think they're both huge surprises, but I think the Jets are because of who we were, it was on our schedule. But I think you can, you know, read into that a little differently. But to me, I don't think anybody would have said the Jets were going to be, have a winning record at this point. Hell, I was here in 0 9. So, you know, these. Well, you're a, Brady, you're a Brady Quinn fan. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm a little more surprised at the Giants, and um, I, you know, I think it's very, very close. I think the Jets actually have a little more talent. I think the Giants' coach is a little bit better. I like the old school type, but I think it's you know it's good for the city. I think it's it's good for talk rate and all that. Ralph, what's your feeling? I definitely think the Giants are more surprising to me. And you're already talking about the schedule. They beat Green Bay and Baltimore, which we couldn't do. And uh, I do think the Jets have a little more talent. And I also think that as good as most football coaches who are rookie head coaches, you know, they go through a growing period too. So that surprises me too. Uh, so for those reasons, and they're also five and one and the Jets are four and two and the Jets could easily be two and four. You know, it's amazing in the NFL, how, how razor thin, you know, a four and two can be to a two and four, but uh, you know, frankly, the last two jet games, their two victories were more impressive than the Giants. The Giants are winning them really, really some really close right. games now. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to predict the Jets are going to win this week, 20 to 10. And I'll tell you why. I started for, for the uh, Jets Rewind Plus, I started looking into the um, Denver. Denver has a, a great offense. I'm uh, sorry, great defense. Their offense is like all over the place. And this coach is, I think he's over his head. Their, their special teams is horrible. Six games and six games. They've had punting teams on the field with 10 guys twice. <laughs> which, Are you sure they're not wearing the green and white? That makes it incredible. So, okay, Ray, any predictions with Denver? Um, you know, I, I think this is a winnable game. I, I don't 
I don't know. I, I'm the Jets are so up and down. Every time you jump on the bandwagon is when they they kill you. But um, it's a very winnable game. But we're up in that that thin air. So let's see if the defense can hold up for four quarters. But yeah, I think the Jets can win it. Ralph. Yeah, I'm just I'm a hunch guy. And the last two weeks, I had really strong feeling they were going to win those games. I don't have that feeling this week. I will make one prediction. The last two times they were up there, they got shut out. That won't happen this time. <laughs> no, I don't think that. But I, I feel I feel a little nervous that the team's defense is going to rough the, uh, the Jets' offense up. Uh, and I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the strong feeling as I did in the last couple of weeks. All right. There you go. So with that, we'll close it out for Ralph Sharega, for Ray Clifford, for Marty Shupak. Enjoy the Jet game. It's a late start. Uh, for keep, make sure you catch Jets Rewind Plus. It's on Shoe Pack Sports. It'll be on tomorrow morning. Until next time, let's go Jets.